This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. I am your host, Natalie Bromley, and joining me as ever are... My wonderful colleagues from Team No Never. I have in the studio George Poole, who is going to be uh, previewing the game this weekend with me. And we've got, in a voice, in the clouds, Dave Statman Roberts, who is usually the headliner, the main man of the preview show. But right now he's taking a slight back seat and a little bit of a break from the preview show. Um, but fear not, listeners, he has, of course sent us his voice from the clouds and um, so we've got a few sections of your usual stats and preview bits from Dave Statman Roberts and um, before we get into all of that uh, we have the usual business to get into um, actually sorry for those of you we are actually recording this and a video and I think there's a possibility this may be our first YouTube video preview show but for those of you listening to this on a regular podcast um, hi George Good evening. It feels. I feel like every podcast I say this now, but it just feels so good to be talking about Burnley at the it moment. It does. Oh my goodness, doesn't it? Do you know what I did today, George, for the first time in absolutely ages? I got um, a YouTube notification that Clarence Play was going live with Company's um, usual Thursday. I never, ever listened to those live. And I did. I literally just put YouTube on and listened to the whole thing. And it was just, it was just I'm excited. I, I can't wait. I am meeting my dad outside the club shop um, early on Saturday because we're going to go in and get our shirts. And, you know, just like stuff like that, it's, it's going to be really exciting. So it's going to be a very exciting preview show. Um, let's get some usual business, some admin out of the way, listeners. We, of course, set you last week the first quiz question of the season. And Statman Dave asked you to have a look at the following. He wanted the name of the only Burnley player to be sent off in the Clarets' eight previous second-tier matches at Huddersfield. Um, George, you had a bit of a bash at this rather unsuccessfully. What did you guess? Yeah, I, I did. Well, my first part of my mind went to the Premier League game which we played where I think it was Robbie Brady that got sent off. So I thought, well, it can't be Robbie Brady. But then I do remember being in that crowd and watching someone get sent off. So I thought, either Ben me or in my head I was saying Scott Arfield. And it turned out I went for the wrong centre-back and it was actually Michael Duff. 
It was indeed Michael Duff. Um, so congratulations to all of our regular listeners who did get that uh, right. I think the main two, we had quite a few answers to this one, actually. And I think the main ones we got right were, of course, uh, John Robertson because um, he uses Google and Cheats. Uh, oh, I've got to stop saying that. Do you know what? I should make a pledge this season to poor John Robertson that I will stop saying that he uses Google. Uh, congratulations, John Robertson, who did know that. And also to Todd Claret, who, um, on both on Twitter, who gave us their correct answers. Um, we did get a few more answers which weren't correct, but uh, unfortunately that was the right one. Um, as ever, listeners, we have another quiz question coming to you at the end of the show, so you don't have to wait that long to find out what we've all been doing. You can just stay tuned and we will give you that quiz question at the end. Now, without further ado, let's get on to um, what we're here for, and that is, of course, the preview show, the Claret's opening home fixture of the season. It is Luton Town, Saturday the 6th of August, and it's a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. George, what a joy. It's, it's, I feel like this is going to become a rarity this season. So we've really got to enjoy this. We really do. It's not a Friday night. It's not a Tuesday night. It's not a Sunday at God knows what time. It's Saturday three o'clock, so we're going to have to make the most of it. Get in the pubs early. Enjoy what looks like it's going to be a nice sunny weekend, all being well. And just uh, and see what it brings. And it's because it's first game of the season. I feel like the atmosphere is going to be brimming. It is. It is. I'm so excited. Um, well, let's kick us off then with our first preview section. And we are handing over to Dave Statman-Roberts. And he is going to let us have the championship head-to-head. This season, we are looking back at past matches at this level against each opponent. As well as recent championship matches, we'll also take into account all second-tier matches, including those from the old second division days. Burnley and Luton Town have spent 13 seasons together at this level, and so far Burnley have only lost one of those home matches. Our overall record in the second tier against Luton Town at Turf Moor is 8 wins, 4 draws and just that one defeat. That's a very impressive record and one we'll be looking to build on on Saturday. The biggest of Burnley's eight home wins over Luton at this level was way back in November 1897, when the Turfites, as we were known back then, ran out comfortable 4-0 winners. The only other games prior to World War II were both 3-2 home wins, with Burnley scoring late winners through Bob Brocklebank in September 1937 and Frank Rayner in October 1938. In 1946, the two teams drew 1-1 at Turf Moor in the November, a result which meant that Burnley relinquished their lead at the top of the table. But at the end of that season, Burnley were promoted to the top flight, and it wasn't until we suffered relegation again in the early 1970s that we met Luton again in the second division, although our paths did cross in the first division for five seasons in the late 1950s and into the start of the 1960s. Early on in the 1971-72 season, in August in fact, two goals in three second-half minutes from Frank Casper and Steve Kinden gave Burnley a lead, which they held on to despite Viv Busby pulling one back. That match was also featured on the BBC's flagship football programme Match of the Day. The following season, 1972-73, was a title and promotion-winning campaign, and we're saving the details from that meeting for later when we share our memory match feature with you. Burnley suffered the only second-tier home defeat to Luton in August 1976, 
Paul Bradshaw put the Clarets ahead, but the visitors struck back with goal from Joe Deans and Ricky Hill. There were two further Burnley wins, both by a 2-1 scoreline in April 1978 and then again in March 1979. And that was followed by a 0-0 draw in the 1979 80 season in a match which took place in November 1979. 1994-95 wasn't the best of seasons for Burnley, but we did manage a 2-1 home win over Luton in March 1995, as we came from behind to win with goals from John Mullin and Jerry Harrison. That just leaves a couple of other games. In April 2006, Kyle Lafferty scored a second-half equaliser past ex-Clarets goalkeeper Marlon Beresford to earn a 1-1 draw. And then at the end of March 2007, there was a dire 0-0 draw, which was also the 19th match without a win for the Clarets. Thankfully, we put that poor run behind us, beating Plymouth 4-0 at Turf Moor in the next game and then went on a strong run of results to pick up enough points to ensure our survival at the end of that season. This Saturday will be the first meeting between the two clubs at any level since that goalless draw at Turf Moor over 15 years ago in March 2007. Okay, next up, uh, which is for you and I to have a look at, um, using Dave's quite handy cheat sheet, which I'm going to lie, listeners, he did send us um, through our uh, group thread. And it is, of course, those players that we highlight here who played for both Burnley and Luton Town. Um, there are quite a few of these, and I do not intend to bore you all with just riding out a long list of them. So I'm going to pick out um, quite a few names here. Um, I think some of the bigger appearances there, we've got Steve Davis, Marlon Beresford, Jerry Harrison, uh, Clark Carlisle and Graham Alexander all got in three figures in terms of, of their appearances. Um, but there's some slight... Actually, looking at these, George, and this is probably indicative of where Burnley have been over the last few years, a lot of these are quite old school players who, who you know, there's not a many... Our, our earliest player is uh, Matty Taylor, who played for both. 37 appearances. Not many names on there we, we recognise from the current era. No, and Marcus, and some of them... Are- and the ones from my era, I wouldn't have picked Carlisle, Alexander, no. McQuaid, or or probably Matt Taylor. I wouldn't have picked those players of players players who've played for Luton. Um, and in the case of Taylor and Graham Alexander, they played over 125 games for Luton. So it wasn't uh, an inconsequential spell at the club. No. So yeah, it really is interesting. And I think the name that obviously stood out for most of us there was Graham Alexander. I mean, he was just such a brilliant player when he came in. He was like a ready-made player. But yeah. one of those, one of those football league veterans who people thought would never play Premier League football, but lo and behold, that's what he did with us, and uh, <laughs> to, to great success that season, he were he were brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, the, the one name that stuck out for me, which is the first one I mentioned, just because I don't remember him being there at all, was two hundred and eighty-seven appearances for Marlon Beresford. Um, I think I just he was with us for such, and I'm I'm slightly older than you, George, so I'm allowed to to remember that from my childhood years. Um, I I don't I just don't remember because he was the keeper when I like was was younger. Um, I don't remember much about where he came from, so yeah, that was a good one. Um, and I think the other one, Kurt Nogan, that was quite uh, some name on there. You will not remember Kurt Nogan. I think he may be before you were born, which is upsetting to say the very least. It's quite, it's quite a challenge, listeners. For those of our listeners who are um, of a more mature age, um, you know, we've, we've been around the sun a few times. Um, some of these names are great. And then you come on here, the amount of times I have conversations with George and he's like, yeah, I wasn't born. And just, you know, 
get in the bin. Um, anyway, so I do have a look on Statman Dave's. Um, I think he's tweeted this out, listeners, if you want to have a look at that full list of, of players who have played for both sides. Um, but we're going to move on to our next section, and that is uh, another one we're going to hand back over to Statman Dave, and he's going to talk us through um, Memory Match. As I mentioned earlier, this week's memory match was a 3-0 home win from April 1973. And for a change, I'm going to revisit this match for you using the words of Burnley Express sports editor Peter Higgs. His report appeared on the front page of the Wednesday the 25th of April edition, the day after the game, and the headline was Clarets stay in the lead. Burnley took another giant step towards the second division championship with a convincing victory over Luton Town at Turf Moor on Tuesday night. The second biggest home crowd of the season saw the Clarets turn on another superb display of attacking football. Burnley's victory retained their four-point lead at the top of the table, but with Queen's Park Rangers beating Brighton 2-0, they have still not clinched the championship. They need one point from Saturday's match at Preston to be sure. A burst of three goals in the space of ten minutes midway through the second half saw Burnley to victory. It was the Clarets' last league appearance before their home crowd this season, and the fans gave them a tremendous ovation as they left the field at the end. Burnley almost took the lead in the second minute, when Barber mishit a goal kick straight to Fletcher. In the third minute, Doug Collins was booked after Anderson had gone down. Casper made an opening for Fletcher, whose downward header was brilliantly turned around the post by Barber. Burnley was so much on top that in the opening 30 minutes they won 11 corners to only one by Luton. Another wayward goal kick by Barber let in Casper, but the goalkeeper redeemed himself with a fine save from the Burnley's forwards shot. Into the second half and Burnley took the lead in the 62nd minute with a superb goal by Leighton James. He took a pass from Casper just outside the penalty area, sidestepped a defender and crashed an unstoppable shot into the far corner. Five minutes later, Burnley were two ahead when Jim Thompson scored his first goal of the season. Fletcher headed down a Collins corner. Thompson's header at goal was pushed out by Barber, but he clipped the rebound into the net. The goal meant that every Burnley player on the field, except Stevenson, had scored this season. Burnley went three ahead in the 72nd minute with a goal by Doug Collins, his second of the season. He challenged goalkeeper Barber for a Casper cross. The goalkeeper failed to hold the ball and Collins beat two defenders to scramble the ball in. Goodeve was booked in the 75th minute for a bad trip on Collins. With eight minutes to go, Casper went off to a great ovation to be replaced by 17-year-old Ray Hankin, having his first taste of league football. The full-time score was Burnley 3, Luton 0. I think what we want to do here then, listeners, before George and I jump into having a look at the referee and a bit of a pre-match discussion, um, you know we like to give you an opposition view. We like to talk to you about... um, you know, what we think our opposition will be, but we like to give you a non-biased view. Well, actually, probably a more biased view, actually. Um, so this week, we asked our friends at Or When The Town podcast to give us their views ahead of the game. Hi, it's Luke from Oh When The Town. Look, I'm really quite excited for Burnley v Luton this weekend. It's going to be a brilliant game. I see the Burnley have basically sold out their home allocation which is good I'm not quite sure how many we've sold but I'm thinking it might be a half full away end which is a little disappointing from our point of view but look either way 
It's our first away game of the season. Really quite excited. And the build-up to this game, I feel last week against Birmingham, we were all a little bit disappointed that we didn't get the win. Nil-nil, we had a few chances. And with how Birmingham were being tipped by certain people in pre-season and the build-up to this season, it was a little bit disappointing. But we've made some brilliant signings in the summer window. And signings, I think, look, Burnley have had a good window, but I think we could potentially hurt Burnley with our signings. Colton Morris, Cordy Woodrow, two players that add to our firepower up front, which last season we had with Elijah Adebayo, but maybe not the strength and depth. But now with the five substitutes rule, um, with Morris, Adebayo, Cornick and uh, Woodrow, we've now got them four options um, to potentially like come on and, and hurt the opposition. So definitely some good signs we've made there. Uh, a goalkeeper as well. We've made two signings in goal. Uh, Matt Macy coming in, as well as Horvath from Nottingham Forest. And it's looking all quite positive. Luke Freeman's come in, a player who obviously played very well at QPR, got his move to Sheffield United, and then unfortunately just hasn't been able to get back to, to his old ways due to injury. But... Looks like we're trying to get the best out of him again. He looked pretty sharp against Birmingham last week. So that that's all pretty positive so far. Pre-season was all right. Um, they always say, look, you can't read too much into pre-season, can you? But we we got a good draw against West Ham with a good performance. Uh, beat Boreham Wood uh, 3-1 and um, went to Northampton and won. So we've had some all right results. It's, it's been good. I think it's, it's just about getting fitness, is it? Fitness and minutes. Um which, you know, you can't really read too much in, into results. So, and then the opening match, Birmingham, nil-nils, like I said earlier, a little bit disappointed by the result, but we played well. Birmingham didn't really threaten much. I think they had many clear-cut chances. Um, maybe it was just rustiness in front of goal and, and you know, first game of the season, anything can happen. Maybe it's just one of them games. So we'll have to wait and see what's, what's, what's going to happen next time. Um What's going to happen at Burnley? You know what? It's going to be a tough game. Burnley's first home game with company in charge and first home game of the season. It's going to be a tough game. I'm thinking if we can hold out 0-0 for as long as possible and potentially sneak a goal, then that'll be ideal. But, you know, it's it's going to be tough. Um, if we can just not concede early, that'd be great. I think lineup-wise, I think it'll be pretty similar to last week. Maybe the only change I could see is Henry Lansbury coming in and for maybe someone like Jordan Clark or Freeman and dropping a bit deeper. So we've got just that extra man in midfield. So I'm going to go Horvath in goal. Bree, Bradley, I think Burke might come back into it. Bell, Doherty. Then I think we'll see Lansbury, Clark and Woodrow, Morris and Adebayo. That's that's my predicted 11 for the weekend. So look, it's going to be a good game. I'm going to go for a 1-0 Luton win because I've got to be optimistic, haven't I? Um, but yeah, good luck to you guys. Uh, you played very well against Huddersfield last week. No, it's going to be a tough game, but looking forward to it. Oh, George, it's so nice to hear opposition um, fans talking about excitement about coming to Turf Moor. I, I was hooked on on that uh, that little segment as soon as I listened to it, as soon as the sound came through, just because we don't often get. Um, you know, we've had such a long time in the Premier League where 
opposition fans will come on and they're like, yeah, it's turf more, it's going to be long ball, it's going to be physical, it's going to be, they're going to like throw 10 men and whatever. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We've now got championship fans who are saying like, what a great away game, can't wait to get up there. It's going to be a packed turf more, it's going to be a sellout crowd. Um, and fans are genuinely excited about having us back in the league, which is nice. Yeah, and it's it's nice to for us to be excited about going places as well. Yeah. Uh, it feels like, I, I was saying to my dad, like I'd, I'd really gotten bored of just, you know, right, Arsenal, City, now we're going to go and lose five. No, it just got really dull. And once you've done them places so many times, it just, it does lose that edge to it. Whereas I'm thinking, obviously not for this weekend, I can't wait to go and do the reverse picture and go to Luton for the first time. I mean, yeah. that's one of them proper, and I, I think there's talks in place that that round's going to be going before long, so... It's one of them. Where I oh, really? really? Want to get to. Yeah, I really want to get to before uh, before before it before it goes. But I tell you what, Natalie, we're going to have to record these preview shows more often because not only last week did Burnley announce a signing during our recording. No, this, shut up. This yeah, this week we've just announced Manuel Benson, um, and it's another one of those cracking videos, uh, a faulty towers one, which again oh, was before no. my time. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Of course, okay. This is, uh, listeners, and most of you will share this. George, if there is one thing that you take from this particular player announcement video is please go and watch Faulty Towers. It is comedy brilliance. There is an episode called The Rat, um, which I, to this day, cannot watch without literally my ribs hurting. It is the ending to that. Is it a sitcom? I'm pretty sure it's a sitcom. But the ending to that show, oh my goodness, you will howl. So please, listeners. In fact, listeners, if none of you have listened to it, please go and watch that show as well. Um, I have now got to try and keep my game face on and record the preview show, which we're on camera for a video um, without sneaking. Usually when it's Dave and he goes on his monologues, I can just like have a look in the background, but I can't do that today. So um, as soon as we finish recording, we will get that done. Uh, George, does it say anything in the announcement whether he's going to be playing at the weekend? Are we a bit too close to... No, I think it's. I think it'll be a similar situation to Patino, won't it? Where he's on the bench, and who knows if we need a goal, <gasps> might bring him on. This is a very, very exciting signing. You know, this is one that I was really keen on. I think this is this is gonna, like, we were great anyway. But this this could end up being like championship winning signing. Oh my god! I'm. You know what? We're one game in, and I'm giddy anyway. Never mind. Um. George, let's let's not talk about Benson. Let's let's carry on. We are still on the previous show for the Luton game. Uh, referee, listeners, we have had it confirmed that this week's referee is Darren Bond from West Lancashire. Ooh, is that not a conflict? A referee from Lancashire is he allowed to do? That? Not if not not if we don't disclose it. Let's keep it on the wraps. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> George, you're editing this week. You might need to just cut that a little bit out. Um, you may have seen this referee um, last weekend in the Sunderland versus Coventry match and getting a bit of a gentle ribbing for wearing an Alice band. Oh, this is the guy. Oh, I saw I saw this Fury on Twitter. And I didn't fully understand it. I won't lie, but I get this now. Um, Darren Bond's only previous Burnley game was versus Leeds United at Turf Moor in the Carabao Cup in September 2017. That was a 2-2 draw, but Burnley were knocked out on penalties. Boo. So, George, that's all of the important stats ahead of the looting game. Without us trying to go overboard, which we know you and me are have a very big tendency to do, um, home game, packed Turf Moor, back of a dominant dominant game and a very convincing victory and an unbelievably enticing style of play how excited are you about the game on saturday 
Very. And I'm not only excited because of the potential of us, you know, carrying on where we left off last last week, but more in the fact that this is really going to be a, a good marker for where, yeah. where this team is at. Because I think Huddersfield, obviously, we we didn't let them play, but at the same time, they have just changed their manager, lost a couple of good players. They're on a sort of up and down trajectories, whereas Luton, Luton have made some brilliant signings over the summer. They've kept the majority of their good players. They've kept the same manager, obviously, Nathan Jones, and they they should be tipped as going for the top four again this season. You know, I think they are that good. And I think there's a tendency maybe to, like, um, like probably people have done with Burnley's look at Luton and think, oh, no, they probably just had a special season, but they really haven't. You know, they've, they've kept the core of the squad and I think they'll be a, a good test. So I'm excited, obviously, for how we might play, but more just as well seeing where this squad is at so early in the season. Because if we are playing well and a similar performance against Luton, then I think then we're a bit more justified in getting really excited. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you expect in terms of starting lineup and formation? Do you think he'll do exactly the same as he did for that Huddersfield game? Yeah, I think the I think pretty much yeah. I think there's there's one interesting one is whether we see Scott Twine from the start this mm. week. Um, obviously, so Jay Rodriguez from the company interview, which I also interrupted work to go and watch earlier because I was so buzzing as well. It's Jay Rod's probably not going to be fit, definitely not fit to start at the weekend. So I think you know Barnes stays in there. It's whether he brings in Twine for Costello. Yeah. Uh, now obviously we we did sing the phrases of Costello on the uh, you know on the analysis show this week, but at the same time he did miss a couple of chances. Twine's probably knocking on the door, you know, as a four million pound signing, one of the top scorers in League One. So it's just whether we bring in Twine to play along or to play just off Barnes on that sort of right wing sort of position. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, that Castell that Costello plays. But apart from that, I'd expect the same team. The defense played well. Company talked in the press conference today about when you find something like this, like Taylor centre back, you've just got to run with it. Yeah. And he says there's so much there's so much potential for growth because. Holly Taylor hasn't played there before. There's so many points which he can notch up and say, right, I've, I've done that. I've got better. Yeah. In that. I've got better in that way. So, yeah, expect 10 of the same players and we'll just have to see whether Twine comes in. I guess that depends largely on the fitness of Scott Twine, doesn't it? I mean, he didn't start last week because he's still coming back from injury. If he's only a week late, you know, further forward and he's not quite got there yet, then he might do exactly the same thing and and start Costello. Because again, the same principle applies with Costello. He's a young lad who's just getting his first starting uh, call up for the team. He's got to keep playing him. You know, you can't give him bit parts now and then he doesn't play for another 12 months. What good's that going to be to anybody? So keep him in the team. So I wouldn't be surprised if that in that period where Twine's coming back to full fitness that he doesn't maybe interchange the two. Um, okay, actually, we've got some... Do we have any? No, we haven't. We've just got... I thought we might have some stats there about um, possible um, Luton players, but we haven't. Um, I, don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't know much about the Luton side at all. Um, that's going to be a challenge this season, actually, George, in that we are so used to knowing who plays in the Premier League. We see these players week in, week out. So much of the Championship is unknown to me because it's been, what, eight years since we played in it? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's a complete, it's, it's completely unknown. And this is half of the reason why I find this season so interesting and so I'm so enthusiastic about it because it's almost like, it's, it's like, say you learned French at GCSE and you really loved it, which I definitely didn't. But say you did, it's like you've not practised it for a few years and then 
all of a sudden you're about to go on a trip to France and you're getting into it again. It's it's sort of rejigging an old memory. And that was such a weird analogy, but I sort of went there. Yeah, and I'm I ran gonna, with I, it. I, I don't really but know. I'm where really that came excited. From, but yeah, I'm, sure. I'm really excited, and there's so many things like I'm I'm listening to I'm listening to other not to not to tip other podcasts, but I'm listening to other podcasts about the championship as a whole. I watched the EFL highlights at the weekend at half yeah, eleven on Saturday same. night. And it's just things like that. And I have no idea who half the players are, if, 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 if even half. But it's just really interesting to get get invested in a championship season again, not only about the automatics, but about the playoffs, which teams might, you know, have to go on a run this season. It's, it's something completely fresh. And like you say, I've got no clue about Luton because we've just been completely out of that mindset for six years now. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I think that's that's a really good point. I think we were ready for that change. Where we were ready for something different. Um, and according to George Poole listeners, watching Burnley this season is like reliving GCC French. I'm not sure that's going to take on, but let's go for it anyway. Um, give me then your prediction, please, ahead of the game, Georgie boy. Uh, I'm going to go with 2-0. I think we'll play well again. I think, you know, the, the passing that we picked up last week, I think it'll take... I think that midfield is literally the envy of the championship. And I keep yes. saying that because I'm just so impressed by it. I think at home as well, the crowd will be so up for it and it's welcoming a new era. And I think especially after last week, there's such a there's such a buzz about the place. So, yeah, I can really see us getting on the front foot and um, making another statement because the week after not to get ahead of ourselves that'll be a tough game at Watford oh yeah and we just keep coming thick and fast yeah definitely that is uh that is something that we just need to be very aware of that um you know we can't be getting too um too ahead of ourselves because we've got some really really um key and, and difficult games coming up uh but we won't we don't get carried away and moan and never podcast George what are you trying to say um I'm I'm gonna get carried away. I think it's gonna be a really convincing win at home. I think the occasion will be uh will push the players above and beyond. And I'm gonna say it's gonna be a 3-0 home win to the Clarets. Um listeners, you know the drill by now, you know exactly what I'm gonna ask you. I want you to send us your goal predictions, please. We want the goal scorers, we want the score. And we want to know how they scored. I don't care how it is. Do they score from their left foot, right foot header, or off their backside? I don't really care. Let us know what your predictions are ahead of that game. Uh, before we move on to wrap up this preview show, we are going to leave you with um, D- Statman Dave's stat of the week. He has delved deep into those pockets of those and has given us his stat of the week. And that is as follows. Eight Burnley players made their debut on Friday. That included six in the starting 11 plus two subs. That equaled the eight, which is seven starters plus one sub, from the start of the 1987-1988 season. Aro Murich, Samuel Bastian and Vitnor, I really can't pronounce these words, became the first players to represent Burnley from their respective countries. Oh, that's a nice stat. I like that. I like that we've got brand new countries being, you know, we've got new flags. We should have, we should have a wall inside Turf Moor somewhere that has a flag of the nationalities of all the players that have played for us. That would be a nice thing to have. I'm going to email the club and tell them that. They're going to really not like me for that suggestion. Uh, but there you go, that's Statman Dave's stat of the week. Okay, a couple of last-minute housekeeping matters again before we let you lovely lot go for the rest of the weekend. Firstly, um, our 
non-existent FPL section. At this point of the preview show, we will normally be speaking to young Adam about um, FPL and the very competitive, highly coveted known and ever fantasy Premier League. But of course, it has not yet started. However, tomorrow, the 3rd of August, is your deadline to get your teams in. So those of you who joined the known and ever fantasy Premier League last season, you should automatically have been entered into um, this season's draft, not draft team. Um, if you haven't, then there's something wrong and try and join again. Uh, but you should be there. You should be there. So um, let me just have a quick look now. How many runners do, how many runners? That's not the right word. How many entrants, how many managers do we currently have in our league? Oh, good Lord. It's not telling us how many we've got. Sorry, guys, that that ended up being quite a boring segment. Um, I don't yet know how many, how many, but all of you who win it last season should be in it again this year. If you're not and you need to add yourself or you are new to the Known and Ever FPL and you want to rejoin us, the code for the league is the number nine, the number six, small N for November, the number four, small J for John and small K for Kilo free to join and um, we'll give updates throughout the season on how everybody's going there are prizes once a month for the manager of the month and there is a prize for the overall winner of both the league and the cup at the end of the season so get on board uh what's up george why are you waving your hand at me i was just going to ask who you built your team around because i'm looking at my team now and i've currently got nick Pope, ben me kieran trippier james tarkovsky in my team that's shocking. That's do you know what? I I have currently despite me promising our listeners, I'm promising Adam that I would try my hardest this season. I am still in the strategy of pressing auto-select a team so that I could just enter everything and promise myself that I would have a look at them before the end of the season. And I probably won't. So uh, at the moment, I think I have some players in there who don't actually somebody gave me a really good tip today somebody they thought was going to do really well I'm going to keep it to myself I'm going to add them in but um tomorrow lunchtime I'm going to set aside an hour to have a proper look at my FPL league and get it done so yes listeners any managers out there who've got some tips for me uh my aim this season is to finish above Statman Dave so help me out uh finally we're going to leave you with this week's quiz question, uh, which once again, Dave has set. And he has asked us the following question, please. Looking back at the match at Turf Moor between Burnley and Luton Town in March 1979, goodness, can you firstly name the Burnley captain and secondly, tell us what unique incident he was involved in during the first half? That is the quiz question of the week. George, do you have any idea what that question is referring to? That was very much before you were born. Yeah, did it say 1999? No, 1979. Oh, 1979. Oh, <laughs> preview show at nonanever.net and hang around till next week we will provide you the answer to that question in next week's um, preview show which is of course looking ahead to our key fixture away from form at Watford that is all we've got time for a very quick preview show this week but we are super super excited about the home game 
everybody's going to be there everybody's going to have a joyous atmosphere this is the start of a new chapter and we are it's going very well so far so for everybody who's going to be there raise the roof at turf Moor, back our new boys get to know your new players give vincent company all the backing that he needs and let's give them all a proper turf more welcome um for anybody else who's not able to to be there then um if you tune into local media and local radio i'm sure you'll be able to get commentary of the game my thanks as ever go to everybody who has made uh this preview show possible and has who contributed to its success uh, to my colleague George Poole who's obviously sat in the studio with me helping out here um, to producer uh, producer no I keep calling him producer Dave producer Matt who is still on his holidays but we still thank him anyway because he's our MVP and we love him um, who actually you know he definitely got ourselves organized this week and kicked us to make sure we recorded uh, to our special guests on the town podcast for giving their opposition view and of course, Statman Dave for giving up his free time and sending us those lovely stats and snippets. My final thanks go to you, the listener, for downloading and listening to this episode. And a big hello to anybody who's listening and watching this on YouTube. Hi, we're here. Um, your support, as ever, is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. We will be back with the Analysis Show team on Tuesday with a look back at that game against Luton and hopefully looking at six points on the board already and maybe our new signing, that would be good. Um, and the preview show will be back next week ahead of that game against Watford. In the meantime, take care of yourselves, take care of others. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the preview show brought to you by the None and Ever podcast. Until next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.